For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. My name is Logan Ross, and I'd like to welcome you to a very, very special episode of Mooner Bust. This is, drumroll please, da -da 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 -da. episode 69, let's go. Uh, so get hype. We got a crazy, crazy show coming up for you. We're going to be talking about the Twitter news, Jack Dorsey stepping down, why that's bullish for certain cryptos. Uh, and we'll also be interviewing our good friend, David Sun from Proof of Beauty. You can see I have two of his NFTs uh, you know, hung up on my wall. This is a project I'm a huge, huge fan of. The stuff that they're doing is just really not seen anywhere else in the NFT space. This dude's a genius. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Ryan will be joining me in just a second. He is in the Benzinga office downtown Detroit right now. Uh, so as soon as producer AB hops out of the studio, Ryan will be able to jump in and join me. Um, but yeah, I want to hear what you guys are feeling in, in the chat today. Uh, how is your sentiment on crypto in general? How is your sentiment on NFTs in general? Do you have any projects that you are uh, keeping your eye on recently? Maybe if we get some time, we could look at them. So drop them all in the chat right now. Uh, and while you're down there, make sure to smash that like button. I would like to get 69 likes uh, on today's episode, Moon or Bust episode 69. It's only fitting. Uh, so, so go down there, smash it. We got almost 100 viewers in the chat, so we should be able to get it real quick. Let's run back that 69. Nice dot nice in the chat. Also, let me see those cryptos you guys are looking at. Uh, once again, just want to reiterate, Ryan will be joining me in, in just a second here. We'll get into the market update. Uh, but while you're here, uh, if this is your first time on the Benzinga crypto channel or the Benzinga channel, welcome. Uh, make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. And if you're here for crypto content, make sure you're subscribed to the Benzinga crypto separate YouTube channel. Uh, we're not doing any streaming there. It's just going to be shorter form videos. Uh, so, so make sure you're subscribed. Top link in the description below. Here with me today is Ryan on chain. Ryan, how are you doing? Logan, my man, I cannot hear anything right now. Let me get producer AB in here <laughs> to give me a little bit of help and I'll be right back. I am so sorry about that. No worries. Just give me a wave. I can see you backstage. So let me know when you're ready to go. Uh, but let's just dive into the charts. We don't, uh, you know, we don't need Ryan. Uh, we can get this going ourselves. So I'll share my screen right now um, and, and make sure. Okay. So we got pin, we got sand, we got CRO. Uh, we're going to take a look at all these, Steve, uh, Clayton, shout out you guys for, for dropping them in the chat right off the rip. So Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Uh, you know, this is obviously the market follows Bitcoin. You guys know this if you've been watching the show for any amount of time. Here we have the daily candles really zoomed out. Uh, I think it's always good to start with with this long term perspective. You could see this year has been has been pretty pretty good so far. Um, you know, the last half of 2020 was definitely our first you know parabolic uh, you know little bull wave we had here. This has kind of been accumulation. I know it's hard to say accumulation for, for the full year um, since we've seen lots of volatility. But but in all reality, I expect 2022 to be the, the most parabolic year for Bitcoin um, and, and for crypto 
in general. So uh, if we zoom in a little bit closer to what's been going on recently, uh, I want to show you guys this interesting trend that, that a couple people on crypto Twitter noticed. Uh, so we had this big triangle. I've, I've had this on um, you know, my trading view chart for the longest time now. Uh, but what I didn't do is I didn't extend it. Uh, and it, as it turns out, if you do extend it, we saw Bitcoin bounce off of this line once again. So it looks like this line uh, might be a little bit important. You know, you have to keep in mind that, that all models are wrong, but some are helpful, right? So we're just trying to look at, you know, maybe where the, the prices may be going from here, prepare for all the scenarios. Um, so drop a chat, uh, drop a comment in the chat. What do you guys think? Are we going to go up from here? Are we going back down? Do we need to retest this line? Uh, or are we going to get back into this channel? You know, we spent, um, you know, from October 15th to, you know, November 15th, the good part of, of a full month there within this channel, within this, this trend line between the previous all-time high and back from March uh, and, and, you know, between this 60K line that, that we built a lot of, uh, you know, support and resistance of, um, you know, back there and then once again up here. Who muted me, bro? That's not cool. Okay, I'm unmuted now. Uh, okay, anyways, let's just keep it going. So, uh, you know, I, I drew this line back here. As soon as we broke out of this triangle, it, it seemed to work. You know, I think that the Bitcoin 7580K by the end of the year is my personal prediction. I think it could happen by Christmas time, if not right after Christmas time. Um, so this is kind of, you know, how I'm expecting it to play out more or less. Uh, but let me know what you guys think in the chat. If you guys have a differing opinion, I'd love to hear it. Uh, okay. So let's pop over to ETH real quick. Uh, and so this one, I'm going to start a little bit more zoomed in. Maybe we could take a look at, at the year, uh, very quickly, you know, ripped in the beginning of January or, or I should call it ETHuary maybe. Uh, and then, uh, Antonio, I see you out there in the chat. Thanks for the laughs, bro. Uh, okay. So then we had this trend line basically from September all the way to mid November. We broke down below it. We kind of got rejected by, by this upper trend line. Um, and now we've been building some support around this 4,000 level. So, you know, a lot, a lot of people, uh, are calling for a second leg down on ETH, um, but I'm not totally convinced, to be honest. So let me know what you guys think in the chat. If Bitcoin goes up, honestly, if Bitcoin uh, is done with its corrective wave, then I assume the ETH is going to be done with its corrective wave as well. Uh, but, you know, the, the, um, the charts are looking like we could maybe see a second leg down for ETH. Hopefully not. Um, but that's, uh, that's a theory that's out there. So just want to let you guys know. Um, let me know if you guys have been making any trades. Uh, Kindred said ETH pass BTC percent wise. So that's actually the next chart that I wanted to talk about with you guys. Here we have the ETH BTC pair. Okay. So this one has been really, really hot lately. Uh, a lot of people uh, are paying a lot of attention to this trading pair. Uh, and, and the reason is this massive, massive bull flag right here. Okay. So if we zoom out a little bit more, we go back to the start of 2020, almost two years ago at this point, right? We've seen ETH slowly, you know, coming up, trying to gain some, some dominance. Uh, and we saw this parabolic wave, uh, you know, from March to May. Okay. Uh, from this point, we've just been kind of forming this triangle uh, and, and everybody is looking for ETH to break out once again. So, 
if this does happen, we could see a lot, a lot of hype around ETH. We've already been seeing a lot of hype around ETH. So I think that this is definitely a, a strong possibility here. Um, but let me know what you guys think as always. So if we go back, do a little, little history here, we saw the highest ETH uh, BTC pair has ever been is 0.15, uh, 0.156, okay? Then we saw it correct. Um, this is pretty typical during a bear market. BTC is the king. Most people want to keep their assets as safe as possible uh, and, and minimize their risk throughout the bear market. So they ship their funds into Bitcoin. Uh, and then, you know, when stuff starts ripping again, they want to get the, the, the increased volatility towards the upside, right? So they start swinging back into ETH. They start swinging back in, into the other, uh, you know, layer one smart contract blockchains or you see in Cardano, Solana, uh, Polkadot, you know, really taking off this year. Uh, and, and people are looking for the Ethereum of this bull cycle, right? So in the, in 2017, Ethereum was really the one to be in over Bitcoin. Um, and, and now potentially it's something else. But I think that mainstream adoption for Ethereum is, is like really about to take off. It's really, really about to explode. Um, so I'm very bullish on this trading pair myself. Uh, I don't know if you guys ha caught the episode maybe a month ago. I actually sold all my Bitcoin. Okay. And this is not, this is not FUD. Uh, it's just that I thought that I, I could maybe have some better exposure. Okay. So I had quite a bit of, of Bitcoin, but it was feeling a little bit safe, you know, like at this point, you know, I, I kind of make fun, poke fun at, at the people who hoard Bitcoin. I say, Bitcoin's a boomer investment, this market cycle, you got to be an ETH, you got to be into these smart contract blockchains. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. I'm, I'm sticking with ETH. ETH has been my, my main bag forever. Uh, and the ETH ecosystem is included in that for sure. That doesn't mean that, that I'm not in these other ecosystems. I'm a big fan of Solana. Uh, the, you know, there's the huge AVAX Ethereum debate that went on crypto Twitter uh, just last week. We talked about it on, on last Friday's episode of Moon or Bust. We also interviewed a crypto punk, started a new little segment there. Uh, conversations with with CryptoPunks. So go check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, Ryan's technical difficulties are, are still going on. I don't see him there. So F in the chat for Ryan. Looks like I'm ripping this myself uh, for the meantime. So let's get to some chat picks, okay? So I'm going to start with, with, first up, Steve asked for PIN. Now, this is one that I have not heard of before. Uh, so, so bear that in mind. But we see it's just outside the top 1,000. Uh, Ethereum based uh, proof of work Binance Smart Chain ecosystem. That's interesting. I thought it was on ETH. Maybe okay. So maybe it's on both networks. Uh, market cap of five million. Fully diluted is about the same, which means the circulating supply is almost at a hundred percent. It's up seven percent today. Uh, but let's see if we zoom out a little bit. This is interesting. Uh, okay, so if we go back to all time, we see. Uh, public index network really had its peak in 2018, uh, the very beginning of 2018. And since then, hasn't had much action going on. So let me see if I could do a little bit of fundamental research really quickly. Um, uh, so, okay, let's see if we could find their Twitter. Are they still active? What's been going on? 12,000 followers, Axie Infinity, Nick Zabo. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, so I'm not entirely sure, uh, you know, the whole use case here, what what the application actually is, um, but it looks like it's some sort of, you know, cross-chain Binance and, and Ethereum. 
I don't know. I don't really like this chart. Just from a technical perspective, uh, I'm going to say that I personally wouldn't be buying this one. I mean, there is a chance that it goes back to its 2018 highs, but uh, I think ideally it should have already done that, um, you know, following the rest of the market. So Clayton wants to take a look at sand. Uh, so we could pull that up. Ryan, are you ready yet? You give me a, give me a thumbs up. Okay. It looks like Ryan is ready. So welcome. How's it going, man? It's going well. Sorry about that. Just some audio difficulties. I had to join for my laptop today. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Do I sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds pretty good. It's doable. So we're talking sand right now, Ryan. You want to give us some insights on the sandbox? Oh, the sandbox up to $7.14. That's absolutely insane. We've been covering the sandbox on this show since what, like 20 cents when it was maybe the 150th largest cryptocurrency extremely bullish on the sandbox same with decentraland right now it's really all about the hype with the metaverse with facebook rebranding to meta so I, I feel like that's why it's pumping i haven't really seen too much other than that going on with metaverse cryptocurrencies but i mean it could go higher what's the rank on it right now it's maybe around the 35 34 yeah i don't know the top may be close to being in on these metaverse cryptocurrencies but who really knows i think the narrative's really strong on them so they could keep pushing higher what do you think logan yeah, I, I think that there is definitely the chance that they could keep pushing higher. I mean, you know, a lot of people probably thought the hype was over here uh, and that the hype was over here and then it ripped all the way up to here, uh, you know, just last week. So, uh, you know, there's really no telling how, how crazy and how exponential this could go in the short term. I mean, like a lot of people are getting into the metaverse. Um, but I, what I really want to see is some like, uh, ET like some crypto ETFs, not actual ETFs, um, but kind of like the DeFi Pulse Index, an index of metaverse cryptos that's actually contains cryptos. So there's like a big ETF, uh, you know, called Meta, um, and, and it just contains like Roblox, Facebook, Twitter, that type of stuff. Um, there is a metaverse ooh. index, Logan. I think it's on token sets. Oh yeah, so it's, what, uh, it's what the DeFi Pulse Index is made on. But yes, there is actually one, and it's been doing really well. Huh. Well, this might be a good way to kind of hedge your risk and get access to the metaverse in general. Yeah, look at that. That's crazy. Up 57% this month, uh, mostly containing alluvium. Interesting. That's one I'm not too familiar with, but we see sandboxes in here. We see Decentraland, the one we talked about. Axie, Engine, uh, Audius is in there. Let's see. What else do they have? Nothing on Solana as far as I could tell, but I don't know if token sets is... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh... It doesn't look like token sets is integrated with Solana coins yet. So maybe we'll see something like that in the future. Uh, anyways, Sandbox, I, I think it's really cool. Um, obviously, they have a ton of money to play with now, a uh, huge market cap. And, and so hopefully they'll be able to do some cool collabs. Uh, speaking of, you know, collabs with, with mainstream brands between, um, you know, crypto NFT plays, metaverse plays, we have a couple big ones that we want to talk about today. Uh, so, so number one, We'll talk about, we'll quickly mention Jack Dorsey stepping down from Twitter uh, and replacing him as Parag Agrawal, okay? And, and, you know, Jack Dorsey's huge Bitcoin maximalist. He's, he's quitting his fiat job uh, to, you know, go pursue Bitcoin. Uh, but Parag is actually much, much bigger into ETH. He's a, a bigger fan of ETH, at least, uh, you know, as, as far as we could tell from his, his Twitter. Um, so this should be really good for ETH and, and integrating ETH into Twitter. Uh, I'm very, very bullish. Um, and I think that Jack Dorsey could honestly like, you know, have more fun and make more impact uh, working at Square, working on the decentralized exchange that they just started there. 
Um, so we'll see what he does. Uh, anyways, we got Budweiser switching over to beer.eth on Twitter. So check this out. Budweiser. Uh, they also dropped NFTs earlier today, but they changed their name. Beer.eth, it's official. ENS is taking over the mainstream, the Ethereum name service. Uh, and, and we saw, oh shoot, they sold out already. So these, these NFTs just dropped uh, at one o'clock Eastern today. So that's about, let's see, that is 75 minutes ago. Uh, and they're already sold out, it took about an hour. There were less than 2000 of them. There were only 1936. Um, I, I kind of was, was out of it, not watching this sale go live, but um, we'll try to get some more updates on it in the future. Anyways, the beer.eth is hype in my opinion, uh, but not as hype as, as the G money, Adidas, CryptoPunks uh, and punks, not CryptoPunks, the Bored Apes and Punks Comics collab, okay? This is a, that, that was a mouthful, so let me break it down for you. This is a four-way collaboration uh, between Adidas, number one. Uh, number two, we have G-Money, NFT legend. We've had him on Moon or Bust before. We had him on the beginning of the year uh, when, there, when the CryptoPunks floor was only a, a quarter, small fraction of what it is now. Um, so go check out that episode. It's one of my personal favorites if you haven't yet. So, so we see this collab here between Adidas, G-Money, uh, the the crypto uh, the punks comics which is actually not from Larva Labs it's a, it's a second you know project it's a separate separate project separate collection um, they airdrop these comics to holders of the crypto punks uh, and they've been way more active in, in making deals happen than Larva Labs clearly and last but not least Board Ape Yacht Club with the Adidas collab I think this is so sick like beyond awesome I can't wait I really want this hoodie right here. Uh, I think this is super, super cool. Uh, and I love to see Adidas, you know, taking risks here, really getting deep into the ecosystem and targeting the the crypto native audience, right? So they could have easily, uh, you know, gone for the Roblox collab like Nike did, but instead they they hit up G Money, they hit up the Bored Apes uh, and they're building on Ethereum, right? Uh, so Ryan, what do you think about this? Yeah, man, I think this is really cool. And actually, I just saw today Adidas actually owns land in the sandbox, too, that we were looking at earlier. So there's really limitless potential on what they could be doing here. They haven't really released any information as to what NFTs, if they're making NFTs, if they're making those, um, or if they're maybe making some merch for Board Ape Yacht Club. We really don't know yet. I think this is going to be a metaverse play. If I had to guess, I think Adidas is going to be making some clothing, maybe for Board Ape holders, because there are some pictures of these 3D Board Apes. So that could be a possibility. We saw it up above, Logan, where you were looking at earlier. I had to dip for a second, but we saw that merch up earlier, Logan, on this page, I think, with uh, Adidas and Board Ape. So that could be something going on pretty soon. That would be cool. Um, do you think that this would be something exclusive to board ape holders, or do you think this would be something that would be for everybody? Well, I think that they will probably want to reach as many people as they can, right? Uh, but at the same time, they are really focusing on rewarding that exclus exclusivity in the, the crypto and NFT natives. So I think that they'll probably offer some benefits uh, to holders of, of you know these two collections here, the board apes and the punks comics, uh, maybe G Money's followers as well. Um, but I do think that there will be some sort of like public sale for these pieces as well. If it was limited, that'd be sweet. Maybe some of the pieces will be limited, some won't. Um, 
but you know like personally i'm so obsessed with the the fashion nft crypto worlds coming together uh you know i i started getting into trading with, with sneakers right that was my first experience hustling ryan i know it was yours as well um but i think it's i think it's pretty widespread there's a lot of people in nfts that are coming from sneakers there's a lot of people on Robinhood that are coming from sneakers um and I think it's so cool that Adidas is doing this collab. Let us know what you guys think in the chat below. Would you be interested in picking up uh, some of these pieces? Uh, or do you think it's just a cash grab? I think it's pretty cool, personally. You know um, what, Logan? I bet Adidas tried making a collaboration happen with CryptoPunks because they did with Bored Apes. And I bet they want these big blue chip brands. And I think they're probably only able to get that Punks com comic and G Money collab. We've seen them catch a lot of flack, not Adidas, but CryptoPunks on Twitter for not really doing any collaborations or being very active. So maybe they tried reaching out and nothing happened there. Uh, it's interesting to see, but I mean, Punks Comics instead of CryptoPunks, I think that they probably tried to go for CryptoPunks first and then they settled with Punks Comics. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it definitely would have been cooler if they had CryptoPunks. I mean, maybe not cooler. I don't know. We'll see. Like, it's hard to say, really. Um, but the fact that Larva Labs isn't involved, uh, I think, is interesting. I, I definitely agree with you that they definitely like they would have tried to hit up Larva Labs to make this happen. Um, but we'll see. Maybe we'll end up coming out as a better play. Maybe the the Punks Comics ecosystem is more active. Uh, I know we had them on the uh, NFT show, the roadmap here at Benzinga. So go check out that episode if you haven't seen it. Uh, the, the dude who made that project is really, really cool. Um, so go look at that. But yeah, Larva Labs really sleeping right now. Uh, kind of sad. All right, Ryan, who, who is this here? Future. Future just got aboard Abe, one of the many celebrities who've aped in over the past few months. Logan, I'm not sure about this. Was this in collaboration with MoonPay? I know MoonPay has been getting a lot of celebrities on the hype train lately. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. I heard, uh, you know, DJ Khaled uh, is rumored right. to be buying or already purchased a board ape himself, uh, and that was in partnership with MoonPay. But I did not see anything about Future's uh, purchase being with MoonPay. Maybe Future has some sort of other advisor. Maybe he's uh, crypto native. That's quite possible. I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club is really taking over culture in NFTs right now. So many new celebrities are getting them, more so than CryptoPunks. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. And I honestly, at this point, would not be surprised if apes flip CryptoPunks maybe in the next few months. Yeah, neither would I. I think that that actually is, might just be inevitable. You know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, I think that to, to explain... Uh, the, the board ape or the mutant ape purchase to someone who's never heard of NFTs. Basically, you say, I'm, a, I'm in an exclusive crypto club uh, with, with future, you know. Uh, uh, I'm spacing on, on people right Post now. Malone, so we got Jimmy future, Fallon, Post Malone, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, let's see. We, Ryan, you put this page together yesterday. Uh, celebrities that, that own board API clubs. I'll drop it in the chat if you guys want to check it out. Um, but I think this is this is a super cool resource, and this list is just continuing to grow. I mean, we got uh, Jimmy Fallon, Post Malone, Von Miller, Lil Baby, Chainsmokers, Steph Curry, Adam Draper, Steve Aoki, right? So Mark Cuban, like access to this club is access to meet and network with all these people, right? So it, it's got to be worth something. I mean, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for access to, to other types of clubs like Soho House or Yacht Clubs. Uh, but the Bored Ape Yacht Club is like the first big NFT one. So I expect it to keep going. And like you said, probably it's going to flip 
uh, it's going to flip the old CryptoPunks at some point here. So last NFT uh, you know, project that I really want to talk about today uh, before we get Davidson from Proof of Beauty uh, on, and, and that will actually be the last NFT project that we're talking about today. Uh, but you know, just on our own, I want to show you guys this Damien Hurst collection that just came out. So Ryan, can you give us some background on this one? Yeah, so Damien Hurst released The Currency, which was his first NFT project. I actually got it at Mint. Now, that was a few months ago. It kind of looked like that, uh, but a little bit larger. And now he airdropped his next NFT collection to token holders. Uh, Logan's been following it a little bit closer than me. I haven't really been looking into purchasing one. Logan, I know you're considering getting one of these, uh, but they do resemble Drake's new album. So you called it a store of culture investment. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to explain your thesis there, how this might be a store of culture for NFTs? Yeah, I'd love to. So first off, Damien Hurst, he's been uh, one of the biggest artists for the past 30 years, right? Uh, people love his work. People pay tons and tons of money for his work. Then we got Drake. Okay, I don't need to say anything about Drake. Everybody knows Drake already, right? Certified lover boy, huge album, ran the charts uh, for, for a super long amount of time this year. Uh, and the cover art, which a lot of people thought was a little bit funny, they questioned it at first. It was actually done by Damien Hurst himself. Okay, so Drake commissioned Hurst to, to do the album cover, to do the art. Uh, and now Hurst has tapped in with Drake. He said, uh, he said, with Drake's support and blessing, I've created a free Thanksgiving gift to all of the currency NFT holders. So currency is that that original Damien Hurst project that, that Ryan mentioned. Um, and this is this is the second project that's been airdropped to the holders of that, right? So uh, it's kind of, I, I feel like in a way, th this is endorsed by Drake, or it's at least, you know, uh, ha has the Drake culture embedded within it, right? It's kind of undeniable that when people see this image, um, you know, whatever iteration it is, they're going to think Drake. Uh, and, and so what I've really been looking at, my favorite ones, uh, is this one with the background of the dots okay so you know drake is very well known for for those pregnant woman emojis and damien hurst is is very well known for this these dot paintings okay uh and, and so the the dot background only one percent of them have it uh and, and i think that this is like one of the coolest pieces that's going to come out uh you know from damien hurst in a long time right because not only do you have the the og damien hurst dots that, that already sell for thousands and thousands of dollars. You have the Drake, uh, you know, culture embedded in that as well. And you also have, you know, ETH, NFTs, all the metaverse hype going into this as well. So like, this is one that I would love to, to display on my wall personally. I think just, it, it says a lot about the culture. And like I said, Ryan, this is, for me, it would be a store of culture investment, right? So, you know, uh, Bitcoin's great store of value. NFTs are a store of things, ideas, memes. Uh, or, or even a store of culture. So, you know, just the, the hugeness of Drake, the hugeness of Damien Hurst, I think is encapsulated and stored uh, within these NFTs. So these are the ones that I'm looking at right now. You can see there's only 408 items that are uh, on the Ethereum blockchain. They were airdropped um, via Henny, which is this other platform that Damien Hurst released the currency, the first project from. Ryan, could you tell us about Henny at all? Do you know anything? Uh, I'm not too familiar with Henny. I'm pretty sure it's just a normal out art house that has done NFTs in the past. And I know they use Palm blockchain. From my experience, it actually was quite easy to bridge the asset over to Ethereum. And that's what I did and then sold it on OpenSea. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty seamless experience. I liked the interface a lot and it was easy to sort through the items and whatnot. 
Um, but other than that, I'm not too familiar with Henny. I know it's not just like a blockchain company. It's more of an art house than anything else. Gotcha. So there were 10,000 total of these, uh, you know, new collections, which is called Great Expectations. Uh, but not all of them have been claimed on chain yet. That's why we're only seeing 410 currently on OpenSea. So the market is, is currently fair, like very, very illiquid. Um, and the floor is pretty low, like one ETH for Damien Hurst. That's the cheapest Damien Hurst you, you will ever buy in your life. Uh, so I'm, I'm half tempted to just pick up a floor one right now. Uh, but I definitely think that there is the chance of like a lot of people realizing they have this free airdrop. Uh, maybe they they have a free ETH sitting there if they want to cash it out. So I think that the, the market will become much more liquid. Uh, you know, we only got 4% of the total NFT supplies on chain right now. So I think it'll become more liquid and there's a chance that the, the price floor will drop because of that. But at the same time, I feel like people don't really realize uh, that this project exists or is out there yet. Uh, and so if it did catch a bunch of attention, it could take off because of this Ill illiquidity. You know, these floors are very shallow. Um, and if someone, you know, swiped the floor, it could, the, the floor could double uh, or even more pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, Logan, know, did, did Drake right tweet about it at all? Uh, not that I know of. I can double check though. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. And if he does tweet about it now, if he hasn't already, I'm sure that would bring a ton of new eyes to the project. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like he did. Last tweet was from November 4th, November 17th, November 22nd. So yeah, it's not looking like he did anything yet. Uh, but I, I find it hard to believe that Drake wouldn't want to, you know, flex these himself, have these in his own house and collect them himself, right? Um, I mean, that's what I would do if I was him. So uh, I think that at some point, Drake will feature these on some sort of media platform, whether it's in a music video or just posting a tweet about it, uh, which would be an insane bullish catalyst, which is why I'm I'm kind of scared that uh, I might need to pick one up sooner than later. Uh, but I really do want this one with the with the dots background. That's the one I'm going for. Uh, so try not to don't don't steal them from me, please, please. Uh, Where to go? There's like 10 of them. Spot painting. There we go. Boom. So for four ETH right now, it, honestly, it's it's quite tempting just to just to snag this up. I mean, it's got the the hat trade as well. Uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 big fan of this this project. So I'll keep I'll keep my eyes open. I'll let you guys out there in the chat know if I do decide to go in on any of them. Uh, but uh, if you guys are just tuning in, we're talking NFTs, we're talking the crypto market. So if you have projects that you've been looking at, uh, feel free to go ahead and drop them in the chat right now. We have a bunch more cryptos that we haven't got to look into yet. Uh, and also smash the like button. Shout out Born to be Free. He's always tuning in. So uh, shout out to him. This is episode 69 of Moon or Bust. Uh, and so I would like to get my goal for today is to get 69 likes on the video. We got 150 people in here right now. Uh, so let's make that shit happen if it hasn't already. Uh, okay, Ryan, let's flip over back to some, some chat picks. Uh, I'll give you a, a couple. We got Solana, Boba, People. Uh, we should talk about People. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. It's part of the Constitution DAO in some way, right, Logan? I really never read into the project. I did see it on Twitter. I saw it was popping off for for a little bit there. Since then, we've came down. Um, but you know what this is all about? Did people claim this instead of reclaiming their DAO funds, or how did the, this all work? 
so my understanding of it uh, is that you could either you know pull your funds out of the constitution dow uh you know if you guys aren't familiar with this project this is a dow that formed in like four or five days to try to buy the constitution i got outbid by ken griffin uh the the dude from citadel uh who just made a lot of enemies um but anyways so they gave people the option to either take their money back uh or convert it into this people uh you know erc20 cryptocurrency and so a lot of people decided to pick up people uh, or, or take the, the people options, a lot of, a lot of people here, um, and, and the coin really started taking off just because of that. So uh, there really was no use case for this currency. Um, you know, Constitution DAO is gonna have to decide what to do with that. And so I'm guessing that, that this is a governance token for the Constitution DAO at this point. There's still a lot of money in there, so they could definitely you know, pull off some shenanigans if they still wanted to. Um, but it looks like a lot of people have been taking profits, cashing out. Uh, I mean, if they invested $10,000 trying to buy the Dow, all of a sudden that's 50 grand. They didn't get the constitution. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they're going to take some profits off the table. Uh, yeah, especially, did you see their Twitter, Logan? Constitution Dow says that they're winding down the Dow. They encourage everybody to take their money out because they don't really have a purpose anymore. They said they wanted to buy the constitution and unfortunately they failed. And now, you know, we're not really going to do anything with this Dow anymore. You know, take out your money, join a different DAO that's doing something. So if it is a governance token, it's really just kind of a meme coin at this point, which I mean, it's a pretty good meme behind it, trying to buy the constitution. Uh, they failed. Maybe they could pump up the token high enough where they could actually, you know, buy the constitution one day because it's worth so much more. Uh, I'm not really sure, but I wouldn't really want to be part of the DAO anymore, considering that they're trying to get everybody to liquidate their positions. I don't think they'll be doing anything with the Constitution DAO from here on out. Um, but it is interesting that this token has taken off even after they said that. And it seems like it's maintained a lot of its value, even though it's fallen from its peak. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I personally will not be uh, investing in people. Maybe I'm missing an opportunity, um, but I don't know. I just don't see a point right now. All right, so uh, do you want to pick another crypto uh, or talk about these NFL NFTs real quick? I haven't really seen anything about these NFL NFTs other than what you've told me, Logan, but that's absolutely insane that the NFL decided to sell some NFTs for only $10 each, and the collections are only 125 pieces per team, so extremely rare. Anyone who saw those numbers really should have got in. I missed out on my chance. Logan, I know you picked up a couple and we've had some buddies from Wolverine Blockchain get their hands on these at Mint, which is awesome. Do these have any utility? Are they just collectibles or what's the story with them? Uh, so the NFL actually kind of uh, secretly released these, okay? They didn't do any announcements. They just put this website up uh, and the first people to find out about it were able to buy these one of 125 season ticket passes for 10 bucks a pop, okay? It's literally only ten dollars, uh, and so I think that the NFL was kind of trying to reward crypto natives a little bit, which I always like. We talked about Adidas doing that earlier, um, but they're so limited—only 125 per team. Um, even they're going for you know a thousand, two thousand dollars now, depending on the team, how good of a season they're having. Uh, what are I the Lions at, Logan? The Lions are at seven hundred and forty-nine dollars. You know that could be worse. Were the Bills yeah. at like the same thing? It could be worse. Uh, let's see. 1800 for the bills. Oh, never mind. Um, so, you know, I think that like I, I've made a hundred X off these in a week. Right. And normally I'd be taking profits like crazy. Uh, but 
I kind of think that like in a hundred or not, not in a hundred years in, in like maybe five, 10 years, uh, people will be looking at these as like the OG rookie cards of the NFL NFTs. Right. And, and because they're so limited, uh, you know, and I only have $20 invested into this project. Um, I, I'm willing to sit on these and see what happens. I mean, the NFL didn't do anything to promote them until, uh, the Thanksgiving day football games when they really blew them up. Uh, they started talking about them and they also gave out um, NFTs to the uh, everyone who purchased a ticket to these games. So like the Detroit Chicago game, uh, rip, rip the Lions as usual. Uh, but these ones are, are way more, 16,000. They're going for 200 bucks a pop. That's crazy. Well, these are only 125. I expect to see a lot, lot, lot more upside on these. Uh, so I'm going to be holding tight. Honestly, I, I don't feel like it's too late to get out to get in on these. I feel like people still don't really know about them. Uh, and so I think that maybe it's a still still could be a, a good investment, a good way to make some gains. Um, obviously not financial advice, but like just looking at the culture, I feel like these are, are under recognized and undervalued right now. Logan, do you know what blockchain these NFTs are on? Because I'm assuming they're not on Ethereum since they launched, launched them for $10 each, correct? That is correct. So here's something that I think is really cool. These aren't on Ethereum, they are on Polygon. These are Polygon-based NFTs. Uh, and honestly, you cannot even like, I don't even know if you could see them on chain right now. Let's see, view on Polygon. Is this gonna be my, oh yeah, I guess so. Interesting. So the backstory behind this is like, if you wanted to purchase them, you'd have to do it with Ticketmaster, which is kind of weird. Uh, you know, usually it's not what we see in, in Web3. Uh, but they, they made you sign in with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster obviously wants to try to make some money off of this if they can. Um, and so I was able to just check out with a credit card. I don't have them in my wallet yet, uh, like in, in an Ethereum wallet or a, a Polygon wallet, but I can see them here in, in my virtual ticket collection. Um, I'm honestly not too concerned based on the fact that I'm planning on holding them. Um, but each one comes with like a little video. Uh, and, and I actually caught these the day after they dropped a bunch of transactions failed and so they were popping up for 10 bucks once again and that's when i was able to to swoop in and, and snag these two up um but yeah i don't think that will be happening again unfortunately we also saw nfl talking to flow blockchain um kind of coming out with their own nba top shot for football highlights uh, i think those will be really really cool i'm very excited to see what happens there um and, and i think that like insane football plays like Hail Marys are, are crazier than like three pointers and dunks, right? They're definitely less common. So we could see some, some crazy prices on some of those in the future, but it's good to see the NFL hopping into the web three game, hopping into the NFT ecosystem. Uh, I think it will pay off for them. I mean, there's one company after another. I think Odell Beckham Jr. Probably convinced the NFL to do this after he got his <laughs> That would be cool. Do you know if they have royalties, Logan? Mm, I mean, I, I assume they do, but I don't know for sure. So like, let's see if I wanted to sell it. 4% transaction fee and 5% royalty fee. There you go. Yep. And that's a great way for companies to monetize with NFTs. So even though they just sold them for $10, now a 5% mm. transaction fee on a $1,500 transaction, that's like $75 per sale. So. They're making a lot more off of those royalties now than they did even selling them. And it's in perpetuity. So they're going to be getting these royalties forever, right? 
So it's, I think it's a great way for companies to monetize. I think that's a huge incentive for some of these traditional companies to start making NFTs, especially if they have a huge following, like something like the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I see a bunch of comments uh, about the NFL in the chat. We got some fans out there. Uh, so let us know what team you're rooting for. Uh, I'm from Detroit, just outside of Detroit. So I'm a Lions fan, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I, I've had a lot of character built up over the years by being a Lions fan. So, you know, there's trade-offs to everything. Uh, I wonder if David's going to come on. Where is he? So sad. Hopefully we'll get him on soon. If not, we should do a pre-recorded session. I know Ember's come out tomorrow. We could still talk about it if you want, Logan. Maybe just go over his new yeah. NFT project. I mean, uh, the art is absolutely amazing. This is my favorite art that has come out from Proof of Beauty so far. And I mean, some of them are animated, some of them are not. And there's a ton that goes into this project. So I think we should still go over it. For sure. So I think this is probably a good place to start. This is part of the London, uh, you know, collection series from David. Uh, and I'm just checking my phone to see if he texted me. Nope. Uh, okay. So this is ge another generative art series that you can get by burning the London gifts, uh, or you can you just purchase. There's a few that are going to be available for public sale using uh, the London token. So if you guys don't know anything about Proof of Beauty. Maybe we could give a little background, um, but what it is, it's a, it's a studio. So like think art blocks more than just like a single PFP collection, right? Um, but their first series was all about documenting the history of Ethereum. So it's called Hash. Uh, you know, each Ethereum transaction has a unique Hash ID uh, and each Ethereum transaction can be turned into a single NFT by Proof of Beauty. So they, they take their algorithm uh, that I think David created, and it takes information from the transactions. Uh, let's see if I have any in my... Yeah, I do. Okay. So here are these hashes. These are the originals. This was my first transaction on Uniswap that got turned into this beautiful piece of art. Uh, this was Jay-Z placing a bid on a CryptoPunk for like $20. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be accepted. It's kind of funny. Nobody really knows why he, he made that bid. Um, but it exists on chain and, and now I've turned it, cemented it into history by minting it into this NFT. So, uh, the, the original idea behind proof of beauty was documenting history on Ethereum transactions. Very, very cool. Um, and, and these are, there's actually still some available. So there's only like 4,000, uh, not 4,000, like 8,000, um, that can ever be created and there's 6,000 left. Like people are really taking this seriously. There's something called the historian's DAO that's formed around this, uh, where they're collecting the most valuable transactions. Uh, so like the first Ethereum transaction, the first, or like the time the Vitalik pulled the Shiba liquidity. Uh, and, and so like there's people that are serious about collecting these high value transactions uh, because Proof of Beauty is such a legit project that some geniuses working behind it uh, like long term, I think that this is going to be one of the historical NFTs. Um, so what they did after that was the London project. So London was a celebration of the EIP 1559 Ethereum hard fork, also known as London. Uh, and this introduced fee burning into the Ethereum transaction uh, model. So in order to celebrate this, they released a collection of, of generative art pieces. There are 8,888 of them, and, and you had to mint them with 15.59 GUI. 
Uh, you know, currently the Gwei is like 150. And so, you know, getting in at 15 was definitely hard to do. Uh, but all of these have sold out. They're, they're reselling on OpenSea. Uh, and the, the, the floor price has been doing some numbers lately um, because of these embers. You can get the, the embers, the new collection, by burning these gifts. Uh, and so, yeah, that's why people have been, have been buying them up lately. Uh, there's also a lot of like other cool stuff that you could do. Let me see if my MetaMask is connected quickly or if it's going to jerk me around. I like how when David makes a new NFT project, he adds utility utility to it in some way, which is really cool. Uh, exactly. Like these London gifts, right? You can burn them for embers, which I think is really cool. It's going to be a sweet dynamic to see play out. You know, whether embers become more valuable or these London gifts, because they'll be deflationary now that people will be burning them for their embers. And not only that, but these London gifts can be used as DAO governance tokens. They are each what, Logan? Is it fifteen fifty nine or is it ten thousand? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah. So you get ten thousand voting shares in the DAO if you own one of these. So the more you own, the more say you have in the London DAO. There's just a bunch of different ways he adds utility to this project, which I think is cool, and it's definitely going to help make the project have more staying power in the future. Mm -hmm. and, and what I think is is most cool about the release of this project. Uh, the way they gamified it, it turns out the the first uh, transaction that happened after the London hard fork was a mint of one of these London gifts. Uh, so they went from documenting history to writing history, creating history themselves. Uh, just incredibly, incredibly cool. Um, and now they're doing it again. Well, so then they did this Publico project. We'll, we'll wait a little bit. Uh, and we could talk about Publico real quick. Ryan, can you can you tell us about Public Piano? Uh, David told us about this last time he was on, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a text real quick. Okay, yeah, I'm not super familiar, Logan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this NFT project actually has several creators. So one of these, I'm pretty sure, the Genesis Zero of this NFT collection is owned by one person and it gets transferred around, and whoever owns it actually can change the NFTs in the entire collection. So instead of being a static profile picture, or a static piece of art, they actually change. So that's really interesting to see. Um, it's really more of an experiment than anything else to see what these people do with it. You know, if they embed the old art into the collection once someone else takes over. Mm -hmm. uh, is that pretty accurate, Logan? Yeah, so uh, I, I think that David gave a really good explanation of it when he said it's like a graffiti project, okay? so. Uh, the owner of this 0001 uh, gets to set the metadata for all of the other NFTs. Um, so it actually just got transferred to the third owner. So it started off, David was the owner, passed it to an artist, and the artist made uh, all of them look like this, okay? And now, uh, just recently, it was passed to a new, uh, a new artist. We could, uh, I thought that was going to be their Twitter. Um, anyways, so, the, so a new artist has it now. Uh, and they get to choose whether to, you know, completely erase the previous work, uh, to keep some of them with the previous work, to add work on top of it, uh, you know, kind of like graffiti over it. Uh, it, it I mean, it, it is an experiment. It's really just to see what artists do with it and where people go with it. Um, but these are very, very cool. And, and once again, um, you know, if you're owner of the London gifts, the, the London token, then that was going to help you get this get this airdrop so this was also airdropped another way that that david has been adding value to their ecosystem uh w without taking any value from the users i think is super super cool 
I wish that I could explain the, the embers better. Uh, they are coming out tomorrow, um, but I was really hoping for David to, to explain them, and he hasn't hopped on yet. Hopefully, he'll join really soon. We only have 10 minutes left, um, which is kind of sad, but maybe we could just take a look over what's going on here. So um, most of these are going to be airdropped to holders of the London gifts and the London tokens. So each gift is worth uh, 10,000 London tokens, uh, like a preset value. And then uh, if you have 50,000 total London, um, then you'll get two airdrop to you. Now I have two London gifts, which is worth 20,000 and I have 1559 uh, of the token, which is worth, obviously it's worth the 1559, right? So I have 21,000. I'm not gonna qualify for this airdrop very sadly. Uh, I thought that I was going to just based on, I thought there was gonna be one per, per London gift owner. Um, but I guess not. I would have would have bought a little bit more so I could qualify. But instead, I'm going to be trying to go for this public sale. Um, they'll be available for fifteen fifty nine London, which is coincidentally the exact amount that I purchased. Um, and so I'm going to try to get one of these five hundred that are going out via public sale. I think that there is like a slight, uh, you know, difference in yeah. Okay, so. These are the provenances here. And if you get it from the airdrop, it's gonna be a noble provenance. If you get it from public sale, it's gonna be pristine. So let's go see what that means. So if provenance is noble, pristine, or eternal, then the weights are as following. So the chances to still frame is 30%. Chances to GIF or five frames, 20%. Chances to TikTok or 10 frames will be 20%. Vlog, 20 frames, 20%. Short film, 40 frames, 9%. And movie, 50 frames, 1%. Those are definitely going to be the most collectible. Obviously, they're the most rare. Uh, but let's see. Let's see if we have. It. So there's also an animation style attribute, um, and then you can also burn London gifts to get these. Okay, so if you burn two gifts, you get uh, London feeds. If you burn two gifts, then you would get three. If you burn one, you only get one. So there's an incentive to burning more than one London gift. If you hold multiple, you can see that by the equation up there, but then you also need to own London tokens in order to mint these new Ember NFTs as well. So hmm. I think David here is really targeting the DeFi natives, the people who've been in crypto a while. It's definitely more complicated to do than just, you know, going on OpenSea and getting it the great thing about this is, though, you can just go on OpenSea and get it, you know, once the secondary marketplace develops. So that'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see as well. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like these are going to have the highest price floor of any of them just because of how much it actually takes to, to get into the project. Um, but once again, rewarding, adding a ton, a ton of value to the people who have been active in the Proof of Beauty ecosystem, the members of the Historian DAO, the, the London DAO. Um, and, and so... You know, I, it's really making me FOMO a little bit. I want to get more, uh, spend some more on, on this project, even though it's the project that I have collected the most of by far. I mean, you see, I have two of them on my wall right here. Uh, please don't screenshot them. But yeah, so I think this is one of the ones that's like the movie, right? It has like, I don't know how many, I can't tell if it's resetting. It looks like maybe five or 10 frames. So it wouldn't be the movie one, but it'd be like a, the, the TikTok one or whatever. Yeah, and there's different types of animations too. So that might have been the noisy or crazy. Oh, you know, yeah. Or, um, or flowy. But I, I think the flowy would probably look different. I saw another one of these embers that looked pretty flowy. So I'd assume that was the animation on that one. That one was probably noisy if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm very excited. I mean, just look at that. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And knowing David, I bet he will make it so you can take your profile picture NFT and overlay that in the background, um, which mm. I think is a great idea because I've seen a ton of people do that on Twitter and it really spreads the word around about the project. Right. Always coming up with the most creative ways. Let me try to go back to find. Uh, so let me see if the uh, PFP background is working now so I can show the fans. Come on now. Come on now. <sighs> All right, everyone's just clapping the lions in the chat. It's really hurting my feelings. Yeah, we're used to it. Yeah. Hey, at least we we didn't lose every game. We tied. That's a that's a huge win in my book. Uh, We've done worse, that's for sure. <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Looks so like left, Logan. You want to play yeah, some Moon or Bust? We haven't really played Moon or Bust in quite a while. Let's do it, man. Uh, so why, why don't you tell them, tell the people what it's about? Uh, yeah, let's cue the intro, but Moon or uh, Bust. We, we can't play the intro. Ah, boo, I forgot. We don't have that anymore. We'll have to get that back up yeah. on for the next show. But yeah, send tickers in the chat. We'll do a quick analysis of the cryptocurrencies you guys said from a fundamental perspective, from a technical perspective, and then we'll give it either a moon or a bust, depending on what we think it will do in the future. Obviously, not financial advice, just our opinions, uh, but it's a good way to you know look at different projects really quickly and get a feel for them. All right, uh, let's just get right into it. So how about, I think that one works best so that they can see, oh, what the heck? <laughs> Hello. All right, here, here we go. Uh, so there's a couple we didn't get to earlier. Maybe we start with CRO. So this is crypto.com's token. It's been ripping lately. Uh, and I'm really wishing that I would have staked a bunch of them for that credit card because that stake would be worth uh, a much better stake at this point, maybe even an A5 Wagyu or a Kobe. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah, a lot of people do lock it up for those credit cards that have really high rewards. So that takes a lot of this token off of the market, limits the supply, which is interesting. I don't think there's too much other utility to crypto.com's coin. I don't use crypto.com personally, so I don't, I'm not sure you know, if there's a reduced fees if you use crypto.com, kind of like how Binance coin works. Um, but I know Binance coin has a ton of other utility with their Binance smart chain. So that'd be really interesting to see crypto.com implement a smart chain into their ecosystem and do something similar to what Binance Smart Chain has done and try and compete with some of these other blockchains like Solana and Cardano. Um, I'd like mm -hmm. to see that. And if that happened, I mean, I could see crypto.com going up into the top 10 cryptocurrencies surpassing a dollar. But without that, it's really hard to tell. I think the utility is kind of limited at this point. But I think mm -hmm. this has happened because of the naming rights to the Staples Center. Right. right now, it's called Crypto.com. People realize that Crypto.com is here to stay. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, is Crypto.com legit? They've seen it all over the media lately. So they're definitely getting a, a ton of new exposure, which is great to see. Um, but I'm not sure if this pump can really sustain itself. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that this is definitely all the uh, Staples Center hype baked into the price here. I mean, we've seen this blow off top from 90 cents back down to 71 where we're trading today. 
Um, maybe I'd look to pick some up around 50 cents. Not really sure. I mean, if I do end up picking it up, it'd probably be to get a credit card for it at the same time. Uh, and God knows I already have enough of those already. So, um, yeah, but I, I like crypto.com. I think that there, there's a good chance that more people, you know, keep hearing about it and keep using it, getting involved in the ecosystem. They see the coin price ripping, uh, you know, they, they might want to get in on the action. So, uh, personally, I think like, like long-term I'm, I'm going to give this one a moon, but short-term, I don't want to make any, any crazy calls. I agree with you, Logan. I think it's a moon in the long term, but with it pumped so much lately, I can't give it a moon in the short term. Who knows? It could be at 50 cents next week. It could be a dollar. It's been super volatile. But I think over the long term, with all the users Crypto.com has and all the attention that's on the company right now, it is a moon. Bet. All right. Next up, Noah wants to know about GLMR. Moonbeam. Let's go. Noah, coming in with another great pick uh wait is this actually moonbeam moon okay so i think moonbeam was only available via uh the um the parachain auction um but moon river is currently live it's the kusama version uh of moonbeam and what this is going to do it's going to connect polkadot to ethereum uh so moon river is polkadot based blockchain uh plugs into the the polkadot ecosystem uh, and it's completely EVM compatible, meant for uh, um, connecting the two and making it really easy to deploy Ethereum smart contracts uh, within the Polkadot ecosystem. We got David just hopped on with us. Uh, so we'll say what's up. We only have a couple minutes left. What's good, David? How are you doing today? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, there we go. Hey, can you hear us? Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like. Uh, so, David, if you go down to the settings at the bottom, you can switch over audio. Maybe it's a restream problem because I had the same problem earlier and I connected to different. Can you guys hear me now? Oh, yes, yeah. What's up, David? Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> first of all, sorry for, for completely missing this by the hour. I was preparing for 2 p.m. Central, uh, Central Time. Uh, so, that's completely on me there. Um, no. but yeah, uh, happy to pre be briefly on here and, and, and chat anything you guys are, uh, talking about right now. For sure. No, no worries. Uh, I'm honestly just a little bit disappointed. I didn't get to learn about embers. So maybe <laughs> if we could, if we could go through it really quickly, um, you could talk to us about what embers is, your motivations behind it. Um, but what, what we're going to have to do is get you back on, uh, for, for another episode next week after embers comes out. But, yeah. uh, if you have any, any Thing you want to share with us today that'd be awesome uh yeah absolutely um gonna keep this quick uh embers is kind of like the next installment of uh the london kind of project uh um, it's about this is a kind of progressive context london dow is all about how do we create cool nfts to collect uh and memorialize eth history uh so we had a whole nft that was released about a few months ago related to the hard fork london hard fork and then we decided to do or the dow decided to do another nft drop which is now called embers which is kind of a celebration on eip 1559 and all the burning that's happening uh, nearly a million eth if i last checked has been burnt um so we built a nft that's all about burning um so 
to acquire this new um, NFT called Embers, you need to be burning either itself. So you'd be burned four of Embers. You get three new Embers, so you can kind of like recycle. Um, you can burn other uh, NFTs like the London Gift, the old London Gift, which is the first NFT that the London DAO has released. Uh, there's a few other ways, but like the idea is just how do we create something that is all about burning um, to celebrate, you know, uh, the 1 million ETH uh, hallmark and, you know, how pivotal uh, it is to ETH as an asset to have uh, burning as a core part of its, uh, what do you call it, uh, supply, um, supply mechanics. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what Embers is. You can go on our website, london.pov.studio slash burn to learn all about it. Uh, there's an airdrop if you previously owned a few London gifts. Um, you can participate in the pre-sale tomorrow. That's a whole uh, 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 spiel that we're, we're going to be doing as well. Um, you can buy those with London tokens, which is our ERC-20. I feel like the more I explain, the more I realize how um, how much of a rabbit hole the London project <laughs> is. Uh, um, but yeah, we just like to create quite cool NFTs that I think are aesthetically you know, uh, good as in, as in like, you don't have to like, know there's like rich history behind it. You can just look at the NFT, but you know what, hopefully, uh, they're appreciable just as a generative art piece. Um, and, and, and we just like to, you know, sprinkle in some context of how these were created and that's through the London Dow through celebrating history and, and, and the such. Very cool. So these are animated uh, as opposed to the previous ones that have not been animated. I'm sure that must have yep. been a lot of, of long nights. Um, <laughs> but where do you see the floor on these? you think it's going to be the highest out of any of them? Um, so if the math cuts out correctly, we should be seeing about a four to 5,000 supply, which is uh, about a few thousand smaller than the London gift supply. So mm-hmm. um you know, obviously, we're not working in the, the, the hottest uh, NFT markets. Um, there is this burning mechanic that, you know, would be deflationary um, on the overall NFT. So uh, I think very safely, I'm hoping for a 0.05 to a 0.07 uh, range. Uh, if we're doing really well, strike into 0.1s. Uh, and hopefully on the next NFT boom, we can really uh, um, explode from a solid you know, healthy secondary market and good price discovery. Um, but it's going to be exciting because it's going to be burning London gifts. So the London gift supply will be shrinking down from about mm-hmm. 8,000 to about 6,000. So that should help there, that market. Um, it's also embers could burn itself. So that should help itself as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like a two birds, one stone. That's why we built um, embers in the way it was. Uh, hopefully it brings two price floors up um, and also uh allows for some really fun interactions with how you can burn which nft maybe you burn the ones that you think are aesthetically less pleasing right um and isn't and i think that's just really interesting game mechanics and, and just mm-hmm. hopefully in a few months we'll see what the results are right is, is a certain attribute burnt more than the other ones uh which ones are those maybe a specific color set doesn't um is not liked right so uh i'm just personally very interested in seeing what's going to be happening uh you know over the months after we release it so today or no sorry tomorrow we're doing a public sale of just a few of them and also airdrop will be unlocked what time uh 
sometime tomorrow early afternoon of EST. That's that. <laughs> well, we're not on your Twitter, David. Uh, we will be in, and we're going to go through all the channels and blast it everywhere. Um, we kind of think of tomorrow as like almost the pregame to Friday, where we're actually going to allow all the burning mechanics to be enabled. Uh, so that's going to be really fun, where people can start actually burning, right? So Tuesday, we're just going to let people kind of get their hands on it, play around with them, sell, buy whatever we want to do on OpenSea. Then on Friday, we're going to get you all the functionality. So. Uh, this whole week we're gonna have some good some some good announcements to come awesome make sure you, you are tuned in uh to proof of beauty uh at prrf studios uh, uh proof beauty at twitter uh, okay. and then i, I yeah, usually just recommend folks go to our website you'll find all our links pov.studio um and yeah see if see if any of our nfts entice you our community is really all about experimenting with nfts uh you know uh, i like to think we are one of the more experimental edged uh, uh studios creating nfts out here so mm -hmm. um if you want to see what um you know the limits or or, or what, what what are the bleeding edge of uh what you can do with you know an nft you know hopefully mm -hmm. uh our work and and uh inspires you guys <laughs> And David, I may be biased because I've known you for years now, but I have yet to see another NFT project with as cool of game mechanics, uh, as well <laughs> thought out, um, and that continues to build new levels on top of what they've already done, continually rewarding uh, the earliest members of their community. Um, and so that's like the, the main reason I hold more proof of beauty than any other NFT. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we, we plan to do this for, I, I plan to do this as long as I can feasibly do this. With a, you know, so, and that, you know, because we, as, as you kind of implied, we all been in, in crypto for a little while. So with how well crypto is doing, that means I get to do what I do for quite a while. So uh, more experimentation to come, um, you know, uh, I'm learning from a lot of the other NFT creators that I think are really well um, respected. And, and hopefully, you know, we can all push the NFT standard um, forward beyond just what it is today. Um, and anybody owning Proof of Beauty NFTs is, you know, walking in lockstep with us, uh, building that, right? Um, and, and seeing those prints on the back of your, um, on, on your wall, mm -hmm. still always uh, makes me chuckle and feel really good inside for, for, for seeing folks really enjoy the work that we're producing here. Um, and yeah, so, there's, there's just so much stuff that we're doing. Um, so follow us if you want to see, uh, you know, crazy shenanigans with NFTs, <laughs> right? Um, we're fully independent, so we're not uh, venture capital backed. So that enables us to do some of the wackiest things uh, um, uh, that we think is just cool, right? Um, and there's no mi incentive misalignment. We're not dropping a studio token, right? Where we we're here just to be uh, creators. Couldn't have said it better myself. You guys out there, Zinger Nation, you heard David. Go check out pob.studio where you can get connected with all of their socials uh, and learn more about their projects. Uh, we've also had David on, I think, three times before on Moon or Bust. <laughs> 
Um, so just look up Moon or Bust uh, Proof of Beauty, and, and I'm sure you'll get tons of results. And you can dive into David's genius a little bit more than we got time for today. Um, but we're super late, so sorry to whatever uh, shows after us. I think it's pre-market prep at the close. So if you want to go see how your stonks are doing, make sure you stay tuned. You'll get redirected automatically. That has been it for Moon or Bust today. Episode 69, it's a wrap. Smash the like button. Let's get to 69 likes. Uh, and that is all I have for today. Ryan, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Now we'll have to get David on again, like you said, either next week or the week after and really take a deep dive into this. But David, you've been killing it. Now these NFTs from a social perspective and a technical perspective are just so cool. So I'm really excited to see what Embers has in store for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what's going to happen, to be honest, because uh, <laughs> the, the, the NFTs are generated on the fly. So excited to see with you guys. Awesome. I will be at Art Basel this week. So tap in uh, on Twitter right here. Uh, if you're going to be down there, we could say what's up. Um, but that is it. We have uh, Mike Damaris from Rainbow coming on on Friday. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. You don't want to miss it. Uh, that's it for today, though. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.